You made it. You've arrived. This is Peter Levitan's Advertising Stories. And you're about to hear entertaining, personal, often instructive stories from deep inside the world of advertising. Hello. This is Arthur, Peter Levitan's artificially intelligent sidekick. And, yes, thank you, I am quite intelligent. In today's podcast, Peter is going to discuss how to name your company. The reason he is going to talk about the art of company and brand naming is that he was recently on a website called The Leading Independent Agencies, where the website listed nine leading advertising agencies. Whilst perusing the list of nine agencies Peter wondered, based on name alone, which agency he would call first if he were seeking the services of an advertising agency. This reminded him of two things. First, the wonderful way that some businesses used to use AAAs in their name to be listed first in the yellow pages. Some of you remember the yellow pages phone books, right? Okay, well let's assume you do. His example is that you are looking for a plumber in Glasgow and there is a very long list. But, the list does start with the letter A, and Peter sees AAA plumbers. And, because Toy really can't tell one plumber from another in the yellow pages, hey, why not call them first? The second thing he thought of is his blog post entitled How to Name Your Advertising Agency. This post's two parts have a combined readership of over 50,000. We will put a link to this blog post in the show notes. Back to this podcast. Peter thought it might be a good idea to create a podcast using his corporate naming theories and guidance plus a brief discussion of that nine agency list. So, please take it, Peter. Well, thank you, Arthur. I will say it's always difficult to follow an Englishman. However, I'll give it a shot. Arthur mentioned that I found the website Leading Independent Agencies. Always interesting to try to figure out or try to remember how you found a website. Well, here's how I did it. I was looking up the name of a gentleman I used to work with in London, uh, really one of the great creative directors. His name is Paul Arden. I worked with Paul at Saatchi and Saatchi. And Paul wrote a couple of books. These books are now bestsellers. One is called It's Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Want to Be. And the second book, Whatever You Think, Think the opposite. So there I am looking at Paul, and I had a reason, which I won't go into right now, and uh, I come across a blog post about Paul from a guy named Paul Holding, and he is the CEO of an agency called Isobel, and his post, Why Paul Arden is My Ad Hero. So I kind of dug it, and I went further. I looked up Isobel, the agency, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, Isobel might be better, and uh, I see that it's a part of this thing called leading independent agencies. So I look them up, I get to the list, and there are logos and then names. So I'm curious, like I'm looking at these names. Uh, so here's the, here are the names. Different agencies, Officer and a Gentleman, Curio, and they have the subhead, the social media agency, AdWise, Service Plan Group, BBD, Perfect Storm, Hassan and Company, Matter Unlimited, and Isobel. 
And I'm saying to myself, all right, well, this could be interesting. What company would I call up first? How would I make that decision? So again, I look down the list. Oh, oh, I forgot one that I can't even pronounce. G-O-V-T. Is that Gooft or is that government? I mean, this is how crazy names are, but okay. I look at the list and I go, you know what? The agency I'm going to call up first or I would call up first if I was a client is AdWise because I'm figuring AdWise. I mean, I like it. I look them up and lo and behold, they're a Moscow agency. So at the end of the day, I look at this list, officer and a gentleman, Curio, AdWise, Service Plan Group, BBD Perfect Storm, Hassan and Company, Matter Unlimited, and Isobel. And I choose AdWise, which <laughs> turns out to be a Moscow agency. Hey, I have nothing against Russians. This podcast is about naming any kind of company, but I'm going to concentrate on advertising agencies because they spend an incredible amount of time trying to figure out their name, brand positioning, what their website looks like. You get it. All right. So a little history. I work for three advertising agencies. Two were what I call founder agencies. One was called Dancer Fitzgerald Sample. They were the largest agency in New York. Do you remember the commercial, Where's the Beef? Where's the Beef? And Saatchi and Saatchi Advertising Worldwide, which bought Dancer, obviously named after the Saatchi brothers. And the other was my very own Portland agency and what we'll call its current usage name, Citrus. Interestingly, one of my creative directors thought it was really important that we spell Citrus with a small c. Anyway, lowercase c, we did that. Okay, do advertising names matter? Do the names of agencies matter? Wow, it's a tough one to answer. As you will see from the different naming conventions that I talk about below, how one chooses a name is a broad journey. However, just for the hell of it, here are some names from Ad Age's 2018 Small Agency Awards. So these are the hot agencies in 2018. Do any of these agencies instill immediate confidence? A must-call reaction? Are they memorable? Hmm. Okay, here we go. Butler, Shine, Stern, and Partners. Mistress, actually like that name. John X. Haynes. Man, that's a mouthful. Funworks. Sounds like a... <laughs> sounds like Ruby Guys. Oberland, Imprint Projects, Phenomenon. That's a good one. Brownstein Group, Brownstein Group, not sure. Chemistry, I like that. Yard, PB and, sounds like a sandwich. Spawn Ideas and Next Now, N-E-X-T slash now. My favorite, at least for this one second, is Next Now. This name kind of meets a client pain point. Before I begin to riff on how to name an advertising agency, I feel the need to list some of the crazier ad agency names that have been out in the world. Steak, Big Spaceship, one of my favorites. I, love, I used to love these guys who were in Seattle. They're gone. Wexley, Wexley School for Girls, Farm, Mussolvania, Space 150, Sasquatch, Heresy, Poke, Droga 5, of course, we all know them, rather successful. Barton F. Graf 9000, fantastic, smart folks. Mechanism 72 and Sunny, of course, they're from California. Mistress again, G&M Plumbing. <laughs> remember, remember what Arthur said about AAA plumbing? Almighty and TKO, dig it, very uh, boxing. 
Okay. A few words on naming an advertising agency or really anything. Powerful product and service names add significant value to branding, marketing, and business development programs. No question. Powerful brand names are often the most efficient method. method. Man, I'm drinking whiskey right now. In creating market differentiation, telegraphing a brand's positioning, its uniqueness, and acts as a tool in building a strong customer-to-brand connection. The right brand names add value for the consumer, employees, and corporate valuation. Brand names position the product or service in the minds of the prospect. Brand names create differentiation. Brand names telegraph service quality and trust. In the case of advertising agencies, creativity, and I will admit, sometimes they go way too far. Some brand names have visual appeal. Brand names can create an emotional connection. And finally, and this is a crazy one, good brand names are easier to remember than bad brand names. Having a brand name that does none of the above is a wasted opportunity. How do we know this? Much of it is intuitive. I mean, just think about it. It is my view, however, that a memorable and communicative brand name simply makes sense. That having a name that is suggestive and supportive of service or product attributes helps drive positive differentiation. That having a strong brand name that actually sinks into our skulls is a good thing. Think of brand names as people. Vladimir conjures up a very different image than Simon or Jacques or Manny. It works for products and services too. Vladimir Vodka, I get. Manny Vodka just doesn't cut it. Well, (laughs) maybe it's from Brooklyn. Um, Maybe it's a good one for Rosh Hashanah. Okay, all right, all right, enough of that. Here are five essential types of brand names. I think it's important to understand these. One is called neologism. Neologism. It it means it's a new word or just what you would expect it to be, a word that is creative. Pros, new inventive products can make the new name synonymous with their product. Just think of these, Xerox, Kleenex, Microsoft, E-Trade. They are distinctive and are globally friendly. No legal or copyright issues. Cons, neologisms have no meaning and initially take more marketing power to become recognized. There is a missed opportunity to position the service by its name's meaning. There can be spelling and pronunciation errors. Here's an agency name I kind of dig, Smack, S-M-A-K apostrophe. It's a French design firm. Smack works for me also because it crosses all borders. Here's the second type of name. It's called current usage words. These already have a meaning. Brands with current usage names include Oracle, Sprint, Apple, Tide, and Fidelity. The pros. Current usage names telegraphed brand values. Apple is friendly. Tap the name's inherent attributes. Sprint is fast. Can quickly trigger positive imagery. Tide is fresh and clean. A con? Marketers must make sure that current usage names accurately reflect the brand's image and do not raise a negative or confusing response. Here's one. Here's an agency. Gyro. I'm thinking gyroscope, not gyro as in lamb. All right? But I like gyro. It's a current usage word. 
It makes sense. It kind of feels good for an ad agency. The third group are called hybrids. Hybrids combine current usage names. I am currently typing on a ThinkPad laptop. Well, a few years ago. And I brushed my teeth with Aqua Fresh. Aqua Fresh. I just played with a PlayStation. Pros. Hybrids are similar to current usage names in that they quickly communicate a brand message. In addition, the combination can build on the power of the two-word combination. Right? Cool. Cons. The cons are similar to those of current usage names. Here's a combo that I, I like, I've liked over the years. Sapient Nitro. It sounds smart and it sounds big. Acronyms. Well, acronyms are letter combinations that generally reflect multiple words in a name. In many cases, the acronym has taken the place of the original name. All right, let's think about this. IBM was for the older generation a company called International Business Machines. Many acronyms have traditionally been in heavy use by technology and engineering firms. Think about GE, AT&T, and CBS. Pros, acronyms can be distinctive and have few legal issues. Plus, and this is a big plus in 2020, a name like that can actually get a URL. I mean, try getting a URL for anything these days. Okay, cons. Acronyms require marketing to make them memorable. It took a long time for Ogilvy to become O&M. Speaking of Ogilvy, how about founder names? Founder names abound across many services and product categories. Ford, Sony, Chase, Jensen, and Schwab, even my company, Peter Levitan and Company. All are names of company founders like myself. Many brands that want to engender trust, for example, in the financial services category, use founder names. Pros. Founder names add direct personal credibility. That's a good one. Except except when Martha Stewart went to jail. What happened to Martha Stewart Living Magazine? Not a good idea living in a cell, right? Okay, that's a problem. Another con, in most cases, using a founder name requires significant marketing. Ogilvy didn't become Ogilvy overnight. It took, what, 50 years? You get the idea. So back to the beginning. Which of these names would you call first? Officer and gentleman, Curio, Adwise, Service Plan Group, BBD Perfect Storm, Hassan and Company, Matter Unlimited, or Isobel? I called AdWise. Okay, let's go back kind of to the beginning of this conversation. I'm now looking at Ad Ages Small Agency of the Year Awards for 2019. The winner, John X. Hange. Haines. I, I mean, I come on, guys. Let me spell this for you. J-O-H-N-X-H-A-N-N-E-S. I have no idea how a client would remember that. Silver. DCX Growth Accelerator. All right, so there's a vibe there, right? I get it. They're going to do something about my brand. In terms of others, TDA, which is an agency in Boulder, Noble and Partners, and Badger and Winters, they won Silvers. And finally, Gold for 150-person kind of agency, VIA, which is an agency in Portland, Maine. I like that name. What's your name? (laughs) 
<laughs> What's your name? Well, well, Peter. That was a bunch of information. So much me boy that I want people to know that they can go to the show notes to find the actual 50,000 views blog post about naming companies. There is a reason that so many people go to that blog post. Let me digress. I was wondering if there is a great name for a new cleaning company. I admit that I need a bit of freshening up. I came up with Zoom Clean. Why? Well, Zoom is a part of our current vernacular and clean, is lol, clean. Plus, I can actually spell and remember it. I hope you listeners make sure that you subscribe to advertising stories and, please for the sake of word of mouth tell your friends about us. I really need to keep my job. Peter wants to thank me, his special bloke, Arthur, and Peter's dynamic production crew. Diego Maradona, Derek Jeter, and, of course, the great Alex Morgan. Until next time, this is Arthur signing off and God bless the Queen.